Welcome to the Shift Spotlight Podcast. I'm Winter, your host and co-founder of the Shift Spot. We are a CEO coaching and peer advisory community of fellow business owners who are passionate about making radical shifts in their businesses and their lives. We are business transformational experts that help business owners and CEOs shift from working in the business to working on the business. My partner, Ken Paskins, and I have a combined 55 years of experience as an accomplished CEO, COO, executive coach, skill sets in sales and marketing, public relations, and peak performance for successful CEOs looking to scale their business with ease. We say here at the Shift Spot, shift happens, we can help. And we believe our support will help you design your business to give you the freedom and balance you deserve. Also, the Shift Spotlight is always looking for podcast guests. So go to theshiftspot.com and click on podcasts. We'd love to have you. Hey, everybody, it's Winter here with the Shift Spotlight, and today we are here with Joe Meyer. Joe is the founder and CEO of ExecThread and can be found at execthread.com. Is that the right website for you? It is. All right. So thanks so much for being here from us with us today. You're in New York, right? Uh, I am in Westchester County, which is just north of New York City and just south of Connecticut. Gotcha. About to be the best time of year in New York right now. So um, I've done a ton of research on you, but for our listeners at a high level, why don't you tell us what you do? Yeah. So as you said before, I am, uh, first off, thank you for having me on the the podcast. Appreciate it, Winter. Um, As you said before, I'm the founder and CEO of a company called ExecThread. ExecThread is a platform and a community of close to a million uh, executives at this point who signed up uh, to become a member of ExecThread to gain access to career opportunities at that exec level, uh, including but not limited to board roles uh, that you won't find on everyday job boards like ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, CareerBuilder, Monster, uh, Indeed, et cetera. Uh, These are truly uh, career opportunities and open requisitions at the VP through C-suite level um, that are being worked on by retained search firms. And uh, you know that is affectionately known as the hidden job market, quote unquote, which until ExecThread surfaced a couple of years ago was exceptionally hard to tap into and access uh, and was impossible to do at scale. And ExecThread enables our members to access such opportunities at scale. It's, it's a very interesting concept. So obviously you you created this company to solve a problem. What was the exact problem you were trying to solve when you created it? Yeah, it's the exact one I'm, we're solving. Uh, so when I, uh, at my last job, I was CEO of a startup called HopStop. We were acquired by Apple. When I was at Apple post-acquisition, I was getting approached by executive recruiters more and more. I had been approached by executive recruiters even while I was at Hopstop and pre- uh, before that. Um, it's because you have such a terrible resume. Um, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> I'm kidding. Could, 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 I'm kidding. Could, you, have a, you have a very, very um, impressive resume. So that's why I'm sure you're getting approached. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. I might be, uh, I have an impressive resume because I don't have a resume. I just have a LinkedIn profile, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, in any event, um, and I was getting approached by executive recruiters because even though I'm a founder, I have 
operating experience at the exec level, including CEO, where I wasn't the founder. So I'm a kind of a entrepreneurial operator, I guess you would call it. I'm not just a quintessential uh, repetitive founder. Uh, and therefore I get approached by executive recruiters um, and was getting approached by them quite a bit back when I was with Apple. And, you know, I, I was very rarely interested in the opportunities that those executive recruiters were surfacing to me. I was more interested in the opportunities that they were aware of, that they were not making me aware of, mm. <laughs> that I that I was more intrigued by. And that's when the light bulb moment went off where I said, huh, if I, as a candidate who's not even interested or needing of a new role, I'm interested in the opportunities that executive recruiters are working on, but are not sharing with me. What if, what if I really needed a job and was actively job searching at that exec level and I wasn't getting approached by these executive recruiters? I'd really want to know about the career opportunities that they're uh, managing, but how do right. I find out about them? And, and until the exec thread, the only way you could find out about them was through either getting approached by an executive recruiter directly, which is, you know, it doesn't happen every day of the week, even if you're, you know, an exceptional executive, it only happens a handful of times, handful of times a year. Two, the only other way you could find out about it is through word of mouth, through uh, someone in your network. Either way, you're not finding out about them at at scale or to any large, you know, numbers, uh, which screams inefficiency. It's a very inefficient market, which ExecDread brings efficiency to. Right, right. It's interesting. So, are you only you're only um, publishing? jobs and board opportunities. There's no contractor opportunities, correct? There are contractor opportunities. There are interim roles. There are um, temporary roles. but And obviously there's advisory roles and board roles, which are non-full-time operating. It's the 80-20 rule, maybe even the 90-10 rule. 80 to 90% of them are full-time operating roles. VP, right. SVP, EVP, C-suite roles. Gotcha. Okay. And so like you keep see, saying this word scale, you know, scale, scale, scale. It looks like you scaled your company pretty quickly. How did, how did you scale exact thread so quickly? Yeah. You know what? To tell you the truth, uh, we didn't scale it very quickly. It took us a few years to scale it. We're a seven-year-old startup at this point. Um, and the first, I'd say three-ish years, we grew completely organically. Uh, both on the member growth side, the user growth side, as well as on the listing supply side, the job side. Um, it wasn't until we started proactively marketing our service, it sounds pretty basic, but the first two to three years, we relied on organic referrals, word of mouth, you know, member to member yeah. referrals. And we relied entirely on crowdsourced job opportunities, which means jobs that I hear about that I'm getting approached for by an executive recruiter, I would proactively share them with ExecThread for us to then confidentially share them with other people in the network. Uh, it wasn't until we started proactively trying to find that supply of jobs did we start growing not only the, the supply of jobs, but the member base too. And this is a marketplace where uh, demand follows supply, meaning the more great hard to access jobs that we put on the platform in different locations, different geographies and across different functions, the more members uh, we, we, uh, we accumulate. Gotcha. 
So then what's been the hardest part of your CEO journey? Because we're, we, we talk to a lot of yeah. CEOs and, and, and we, we find here that, you know, we all have the same problems in a lot of different ways, but everybody's journey is always a little bit different and what you're doing startup really hard. You know, you've, you've had a lot of background, a lot of tech background to get that rolling, mm -hmm. but even you took a while to get things rolling. So what's been when the, the toughest part of your CEO journey? Yeah, I mean, this is my third or fourth company I founded and probably sixth or seventh startup in my career, something like that. Um, and they're all different in many different, in, in many ways, but they're all similar in the sense of they're all roller coasters. I mean, I'm sure you might've heard it from other entrepreneurs and founders before and, and CEOs, which is of startups, which is one day you feel like you're hitting on all cylinders, top of the world. And literally it's not just the next day, you're you're completely opposite of that and, and just hit a massive pothole, which could potentially jeopardize the existence of your company, literally. Uh, it's the next minute it can happen. And oftentimes yeah. it, it does. So it's it's a it's a roller coaster ride at a sprint's pace um, that is also a marathon. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's there's no other way to describe it unless you go through it. Um, and every startup that I've done is, is exactly the same in that regard. And, and I so feel you. I mean, at the shift spot, we are CEO coaching and peer advisory community and in, and even in our, in our own growth, right? It's, it is that one minute, you know, this is the best idea we've ever had and we're hitting on all cylinders. And then the next it's like, you know, is this thing going to take off to the level that we wanted to at, you know, so I get it. I, I totally understand. You've obviously had to address some huge gaps in order to still be here. You've got 24 employees. Is that still accurate? Yeah, all in, we uh, probably a little over two dozen, not all full-time employees. We leverage contractors, uh, part-time, onshore, offshore, uh, full-time salaried, interns, you name it. Um, you know, whatever works for people's, uh, you know, individual lifestyles. So then um, you must have a leadership team, right? Talk to me about your leadership team, some of the challenges or gaps that you wish that you you could address or that you wish you would have addressed sooner to get there faster. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have a small leadership team. We have a chief of staff. We have a head of marketing. Uh, we have a head of finance. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're very, very flat. You know, we, we recruit people that uh, roll their sleeves up get their hands dirty, get dirt under their fingernails, that do the actual work. You know, we 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 try to avoid hiring people to just manage other people. Um, it's just not in my DNA or the company's DNA. Um, and it's, you know, for a company this size, it's not necessary. The other thing I would say is, I think unlike uh, many other entrepreneurs, I'm not trying to build a a fiefdom here or a kingdom here. I'm not trying to hire as many people as possible and have as big of a payroll as possible. You know, we're a software startup. We're a SaaS-based platform. We've automated the heck out of everything. We've digitized the heck out of, out of, out of everything. We've created self-serve user interfaces so our nearly a million members do the work for us. And whatever we couldn't outsource, outsource automate, or create self-serve user interfaces out of, we've, you know, we've outsourced, uh, you know, offshore. Um, so, you know, we, we service a community of over 
or close to a million members with only two dozen people. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive. That, that is very impressive. How, how did you get to a million members? I mean, aside from, yeah, okay, marketing, but specifically that that's, that's a, a huge number. I yeah, mean, obviously we're, we're, you can sign up for free, but there's got to be some sort of criteria. You're not letting yeah. anybody and everybody join, right? Yeah. So I think it's a couple of things. First off, we're not at a million yet. We're just about to hit 800,000, uh, but we're closing in on it uh, next year at some point. Two is, um, you know, we our value prop is very compelling. I mean, where else, if you're an aspiring executive or a current executive and or a recently retired executive looking for your first board role, can you find these types of hidden, confidential, you know, hard to access, impossible to access career opportunities at scale? Uh, you can't find it elsewhere. So the value prop is very clear. The other thing is, you know, we laser beam focus on that, that value prop. We don't try to be all things to all people. We just try to do what our core value prop is and do it as best as we can and stay focused. Um, and there's a large enough addressable market there to attract such a large audience. Um, and like I said before, we have very strong organic growth, referrals, word of mouth, member to member referrals or member to new member referrals. But we also leverage paid marketing uh, as well. Right, right, right. How do you reinforce that value proposition across your organization? Can you ask the question in a slightly different way? Sure. So, you know, as a leader, it, one of the one of the problems with, you know, having staff and making sure that the business operates at the level that you want it to, it's constantly reinforcing that vision that you as a CEO want to have for the company. In this case, I'm talking specifically about the value proposition, which is what you just talked about in terms of you're very specific and and where companies tend to go wrong is they go real general and they go broad and they they lose sight of why they started this in the first place or they get off track. So you must be doing something right, something that other entrepreneurs or CEOs can learn from in terms of constantly reinforcing that vision. Like, how do you keep that message across to your staff? I mean, I, I think it's the clear articulation of a limited set of or a narrow set of goals. Um, you can't have too many different goals because then it becomes overwhelming and, and, and unachie unachievable. Um, you know, we're looking to drive member growth, i.e. get executive in, in the hands uh, of as many professionals as possible and increase awareness. Two, we're trying to drive and scale uh, the job opportunities on our platform while keeping them very um, uh, different than the jobs you'll find on other platforms. And then we're trying to convert free members who join the platform for free into paying members and subscribers. You know, those are three right. very distinct, uh, easy to understand, sometimes harder to achieve than, than not objectives. Yeah. Um, I liked your packages. I like how you had those add-ons and you could, you know, hey, have the done-for-you solution and also, you know, the you you can pick and choose which package that you like. Yeah, and, and I think um, in a, subscri a subscription-based model, you, you have to offer a free service to, you know, get as many, uh, uh, get as much adoption of your platform as possible. And then, you know, the value added components of it, you can start charging for. 
But if we started charging right off the bat, you know, as soon as you get to the top of our funnel or to the front door, it would turn a lot of people away, right? You have to start providing some value for free before you can start, you know, asking people to pay for something, in my opinion. What is the value that you provide for free before you get to that next level or the next ask or the next part of the funnel? Yeah, you know what? We've replicated the exact user experience that an executive recruiter uh, executes against all day, every day when they approach candidates. When an executive recruiter approaches a candidate, just like they used to do with me, they send over an email to me and say, hey, Joe, you know, I found you on LinkedIn or I was referred to you by someone in your network and I have a great CEO opportunity for you at a, you know, a high growth SaaS based platform in New York City. You know, if this sounds interesting to you, you know, please reply. So what are they not telling you? They're not telling you uh, the name of the hiring company, who the hiring company is. They're not telling you who the hiring manager is. They're not telling you the location of the company. They're not telling you the size and stage of the company. They're not telling you if the company is venture backed or private equity backed or public or private. These are all things they are forcing you to engage with that recruiter to reply and get on a phone call with him or her to find out that information. We've created a whole user experience around that entire model. So we share those same types of jobs with you and the information about those jobs with you upfront, but we don't disclose the name of the hiring company. We don't disclose the name of the hiring manager. We don't disclose who the recruiters are or the recruiting firm is. Um, And we put all of that behind a paywall. We said, hey, you know, here's a lot of information on that job. But if you want to find the most important information about that job, you need to become a paid subscriber. Um, It's marketing one-on-one, right? You give them them the what and the why, but you don't give them the how, right? Exactly. I I, I love how you've done it for the, um, you know, C-suite hiring process too. I mean, I, I love the concept. Well, to be quite honest, it wouldn't really be applicable below the C. I mean, below the executive level, because right. every every single job out there below the executive level is publicly posted, right? They're not being yep. worked on by executive search firms. Um, this really, this use case really only applies for exec level jobs and above. Um, and all we've done is take what is currently done via email and phone based communication and interactions between a recruiter and a candidate. And we created a platform and a user experience to replicate it, which inherently makes it inherently makes it scalable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've nailed the question of how did you scale your company? So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you could go back and start over and uh, tell your younger self something in this journey of building this company, any one of your other amazing roles, um, you know, what would you give your younger self? What what do you wish somebody would have told you sooner? Yeah, I mean, I'm 53 now. I'm no longer uh, 23. So it's, uh, you know, I think when you get to this point in your life, you're starting to become a little bit more reflective and, you know, starting to kind of enjoy the ride a little bit more. Um, You know, it's funny because when we sold our last company to Apple, you know, it was such a roller coaster to get it there. And we finally got it through the finish line to a successful outcome. I felt relieved to have gotten it there and you know, have all those worries and concerns that you have as a founding CEO, no longer your concern. And then within a few months post-acquisition, I'm like, oh my goodness, I miss that. I miss 
doing that, you know? Um, and I miss the journey. You know, it's not about the outcome, it's about the journey. And I think my younger self was more focused on the outcome and less on the journey. And my older self is trying to enjoy the journey a little bit more. Yeah, I actually, um, I like to do vision boards every year and I, I've started doing them like once a quarter, but a, a huge part of what it's always been is the joy is in the journey because I'm I'm very the same way. It's the end result, it's the outcome, it's, you know, how, get to that achievement, get to the next level, but really it is the joy is in the journey, but it, yeah, age definitely yep. will do that to you. I'm, I'm 45. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely there, but I, I almost don't remember my thirties at all. Just, just head in the ground work. Yeah. You're just heads down. I literally and, don't remember yeah. taking a trip or a, doing a fun thing. I mean, it was just grind. Totally. Yeah. And, and the, and the grind to some weird degree is part of that journey and part of that enjoyment, but not if you're not enjoying it along the way. Right. Okay. A couple more quick questions. Um, so curious, where do you see yourself investing resources for growth over the next year? Yeah, to be quite honest, I think now that we've gotten the community uh, and the member base up to, you know, almost 800,000 at this point, you know, approaching a million next year, um, you know, what we're focused on is uh, how can we provide more value to that community and further engage that community in their career journey uh, and do it in ways that are uh, not only value-added and helpful to them, but are, you know, again, scalable and, and highly monetizable for us. Um, so, you know, looking beyond the core use case of providing you access to these jobs, but helping you in one or two other very meaningful ways, uh, you know, on your career journey. That's what we're focused on uh, or will yeah. be focused on in 2024 and are putting more meat on the bone against that concept uh, as we speak. And I, and I, what we're doing is very similar, completely different, you know, but uh, you know, we're, we're membership based and, we are all about community and it wasn't just a COVID thing, but I, I truly believe community is the fastest way to navigate rapid change. It's the fastest way to build new practices and it's the fastest way to to pursue results and transformation. And that becomes, you know, your challenge, my challenge, our challenge as a membership-based company to uh, get those members to engage on those things because if they're not engaging, change isn't happening, transformation's not happening, building new practices isn't happening, right? And, and community is where it's at. But I, I find it's not always easy to have the engagement. Um, it's, it, it is a, it's, an, it's a constant evolution, right? Um, so I, I hear you there. So when you figure it out, pass, pass it along yeah, over here. We'll, we'll, we'll compare <laughs> notes again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, and so uh, why don't you just tell us as, as a recap, um, if somebody wanted to reach you and somebody's looking for a job, what's the best way of them to get a hold of you? What would be the process? What should they do? Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, like they shouldn't get a hold of me directly. I mean, they can if they want. My email address is joe at execthread.com. But the reality is, is I'm not an executive recruiter. ExecThread is not a recruiting firm. Uh, I'm not a career coach. Um, you know, I'm a founder and CEO of a platform that provides scalable access to 
confidential career opportunities at the exec level, you sign up for ExecThread. You know, you go to execthread.com forward slash join, or just go to execthread and start engaging with the jobs on our platform. And we'll hit you with a pop-up to join the network. It's free to join. You get some value by joining as a free member. Um, and then you can make the determination if you want to start, you know, being a paid subscriber to gain even more uh, granular access to the platform and more, uh, you know, access to actionable information that will truly help and accelerate your career uh, and your job search. Uh, you just go to execthread.com, E-X-E-C-T-H-R-E-A-D.com. That's the best way to, you know, that I can help you. That's awesome. All right. Well, I, I so appreciate you um, taking the time to tell our listeners about your incredible journey. And uh, we are very excited to, to showcase what you've done. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful idea. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out. Thanks for making the time. And uh, hopefully, you know, the conversation went well and your audience will enjoy it. Thank you. You're welcome. Winter here. Thank you so much for listening to the Shift Spotlight podcast. If you are a business owner, CEO, founder, or co-founder of a service-based business with 11 to 100 employees and have zero to nine years of experience seeking recognition for your exceptional expertise while gaining exposure through our remarkable network, well, we are actively searching for podcast guests who can bring their inspiring stories to light, to the spotlight, and we would love to showcase your journey. Please visit theshiftspot.com forward slash podcast to apply today. And if you are a listener, I'd love to give a shout out to your business, to our whole audience for free. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or follow our newsletter on LinkedIn by searching the shift spot through LinkedIn. I'd love to just even have you pop by and say hello, because I'd love to meet you. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot, truly, to me and my team. We believe every person has a message that can positively impact the world. And we love our community who listens and shares our program. Together, we are empowering one another as shift leaders. Hit subscribe to be inspired and motivated. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you and your growing business. We will see you next time.